What's up, all you goobers and scallywags and horn swagglers? <laughs> this is the Bad Christian Podcast. We're glad you're here. I'm excited to talk a lot today. But first, today's show is sponsored by SoFi. See how easy it is to start investing with SoFi. Fund your SoFi Invest account and receive $25 in mystery stock. Just go to SoFi.com slash badchristian to claim your free stock today. Also, today's show is sponsored by Hymns. Baldness can be optional. Get a free online visit by going to forhymns.com slash badchristian. And today's show is sponsored by ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. You can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. And if you haven't checked out marriagesupply.com yet, go there. It is the best place to find adult adult a dut a duck <laughs> adult toys uh for all you folks that want to have a little fun marriagesupply.com all right unless i get a to it oh hell yeah god showed up i don't give a shit what i put in my body you don't ever talk to me that way <laughs> so if you've never done oral then you're extra virgin no, girl, it's my flesh. I, I showed my dad my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. All right, it's a big quishy boogie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Okay, so uh, I'm eating. Okay, my, one of my favorite things in the world about December is the tins of popcorn. Tins, T-I-N-S, you know, mm-hmm. is you can get the three different flavors. What do, you, do y'all have a favorite flavor of popcorn? Do y'all get those at all? Like, they're my favorite thing in the world. It, was it plain, oh, yeah. cheddar, and caramel? Yeah, white cheddar and caramel. Mm-hmm. And yeah, plain. white cheddar is probably my favorite. Yeah, white cheddar is always my favorite. I love it so much. And I've almost eaten one of these giant tins by myself. I can't stop. <laughs> I cannot stop eating it. And it's really bad for me because I've gone through the, I couldn't stop eating the Halloween candy, to now I'm on to giant tins of popcorn. <laughs> and yeah, I can't it's a rough stop. stretch. I mean, I don't know. Stretch. I don't know if I have the mechanism to stop things. So that's why I like eating keto or something. It works for me because I go, oh, I don't, I don't necessarily eat to your full or whatever. In a way, I know that's not the healthiest way to do keto and just eat tons and tons of meat or something. I don't, I don't really do that because I do get full when I eat that way. But I'm saying it works for me when I have these options. It's just so awful. Like when I have three different things of popcorn. How how and when do I stop eating one of them? Uh, because there's the other one that I haven't eaten yet that I need to eat too, <laughs> and then the other one, right? Like there is no, I don't know if I have a mechanism to help me stop doing things. I know I get that from my mom. I know 100. She it couldn't stop doing lots of things, including you know the way she handled money and the way she's she her diet and how she's eaten her life and all that stuff i got that directly from her i had that same thing it's not her fault she probably got it from her grandma her mom or grandma or something what is the thing i don't have a mechanism that lets me know hold off is it called self-control or impulse control i don't want to say it that way that sounds way worse (laughs) is it something that that unfortunately you were born without there's nothing you can do about you don't don't talk about my self-control I, I show up to work here and all this. I have control. No, I, maybe that's what it is. Seriously, I don't know. Like, I, there's a, a giant tub of chocolate, and I throughout the day I go, ah, oh, you know, I probably need one of those. 
Yeah, but I, I know I had one, but they're you know I got the, the popcorn. I had the whole tin. Y'all can see it. I know our listeners again. I had the whole tin sitting here. I just reached my hand in, get a little bit. So, I, so I, in your mind, every time that you got a handful of popcorn and have eaten it, it was something that you needed to do. Yeah, it felt like a need. Like, oh, I got to have that uh, Snicker bar. I need it. Like, yeah. it's there. Why wouldn't I get a Snicker bar? Oh, and then yeah. even with hindsight, does that still hold true? You, you ate what you needed. Ate what I needed. Oh no, definitely not. As soon as I'm done with 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 that, you know, then you realize, oh, I didn't need that. Yeah, and and I also added to that, I hate myself. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it's always been. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like I I don't need hardly anything, but my want desire is off the charts and so if when you reach down for that popcorn again in a minute if i were to interject and say do you need that it would just make me mad i just get mad and i'd probably (laughs) grab an extra one and say yeah i fucking need it get the fuck out of here that's what i tell myself like the other question i have is why wouldn't i eat it i don't have i don't ever have a good reason it, it just doesn't it doesn't mean anything in the present moment my in this exact second I don't feel the effects of negative health, negative eating, anything. You know what I mean? So I just don't, I don't have any of that. It just, it's just not there. And so I don't but know. That what puts that, us in a weird territory where, you know, uh, what would you say is a more important thing? And this is just a very fun area to pick at, but what would you well, say is a more important ability for a person to have other than to hold themselves accountable to what they think they ought to do. What would be more important than that? Right. Nothing, I don't think. Like, I, I think about how simple it, it, it really is. What is more important? <sighs> what skill would you rather possess <laughs> yeah, I'm than increased ability to hold yourself accountable to what you at that time yeah. think is the right thing to do? No, nothing, is there another yes. skill that you would rather possess than that? No. And I, and whenever I get to experience that skill, I'm so happy. And there's certain there's certain frameworks of my life that set me up for that. For example, if there's only a few pieces of pie at the end of the night, I always give it to my kids and never feel like I missed out or anything. You know what I mean? Like if there's if there was only three pieces of candy, I don't think, oh, I missed out on the chocolate bar. I love that they are there to like help me. Because if the kids were there, I eat all three pieces of candy. Mm-hmm. But because they're there, I get, I, I, oh, I would never want to take that from them. I don't care at all. And, and I literally don't care about it then. Like it, it opens up a doorway to me to not care about the food or think I want it even. You know what I mean? I actually mm-hmm. choose, I don't want it. I want them to be, my want for them is, is bigger than that. But you're right. Like whenever I can experience something that like feels like self control, I feel so good and motivated. It's the best, it's probably the number one best feeling I can have on the, in the world when I have self control and I'm focused. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't get it that much. Yeah. I don't ever, you know. I, it, when I find it, it's. I mean, I'd rather have that than a buzz from beer or, or smoking weed or anything. That that feeling feels the. It makes me feel the best about me. The feeling of being focused on what the right things or being in self control. Like that's what yeah, I'm saying. Like, like like with BC sixty nine and stuff like that. I'm still doing good and I'm not really off track too bad. I, I probably need to tighten up the ship a little bit. But because of that, it was so strict in a way. But strict was was so good. Usually people get real real weirded out with legalism or strictness or whatever. But for me, it really works. And when I can hold myself accountable to these these things, and like Toby, this is for you. You are doing this, 
and and it's me that holds me there. It just feels so good, but I don't I don't know if I can always get there. So on my own, I, so, most all times I can't. Yeah. So if oh, you think about it this way, yeah. that's why we have uh-huh. like a personal oh, trainer. A personal yes. trainer exists to go. Uh, well, don't you want to like lift more weight and get stronger? I mean, I think you said you did. So I mean, you don't have to, but it's like maybe you should just lift that weight. Maybe you should just do it again though. Yes. Yeah. You know you want to, right? So I mean, you. I'm not. Don't listen to me. I just you said you wanted to like lose weight and get stronger. Right. So maybe you want to go ahead and do 15 more minutes. Yes, that's like exactly what it is. That. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you had that f- person for everything that you think. <laughs> do you know what i mean it, it, yeah. like it, if i was in charge of your diet or your workout plan instead of you it would right. go much better oh yeah that's true very if much i so. was in charge of, and not me i mean if you put any human and said take responsibility for toby's choices and ask toby what choices toby would like to make and then huh. make sure he makes those choices in the future that would be ideal You're right. Yeah, that's all, and you just be like, well, I, I mean, you tell me what you want to do. I'm just saying, you said that you want this, so right now, and you just need that. It's like you need that coaching. So it seems like that's a skill. That but what you is it that achieve. makes that you can like what? certainly strive for? I don't understand. Is it the so for me personally, uh, a handful of candy or something or popcorn or whatever? Is it that the? Is it just that it's been repetitive and I've created a habit? Is it because I mean, it wasn't that hard. It really wasn't hard at all to give up alcohol or sweets or French fries or whatever when we did BC 69. And even now, it's not really that hard. But there are certain times where it feels like what? Why would a a chocolate bar override me not wanting a chocolate bar? Because I would tell you sitting right here, I would prefer not to eat the chocolate bar. Right. The thing that I want is to not eat the chocolate bar. Sometimes, Uh sure. But right now I do. And I especially don't want to eat two chocolate bars. And dear God, don't let me eat three chocolate bars. But mm-hmm. there are times where I eat three chocolate bars. And mm-hmm. why would that override? Is it just that my taste buds are so, that sensation is so strong that, I mean, I don't feel super full from eating it. So it's not like I have this emptiness inside me or that, and I'm not actually hungry and, and my hunger isn't satiated by uh, the three chocolate bars even anyway. So what, well, I, I think mean, what it's pretty it? much like this. Do you think there's somebody of high discipline, like just think of a distinguished military style, yeah. just somebody that's... Like has, David Goggins or somebody like what, that. Uh, yeah. yeah. D- can he stop from yes. eating three chocolate bars? Yes, he can. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is something you can learn? I mean, in the moment... I guess not. In the moment, you, there's nothing yeah. you can do, but it's just, is that so a you skill have to you learn can it, build? But I didn't have to learn to want to eat the chocolate bars. Why do I have to no. learn to, to, to trust myself that I don't want it? Like, that's well, what don't I don't you want to you cheat on your wife with, their, like, you know, don't you want to have sex with tons of women? Yes. But you don't. But you know, you want well, to. Well, they don't I really mean, want the biological to have sex with me. drive for chocolate different. bars and <laughs> sex with multiple partners is, is very, that's, you already have that. That's programmed. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, it is programmed, but there. I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. My marriage and my family <laughs> overrides that feeling really easily. Now you're talking. It, it, you know what I mean? So it overrides yep. it really easily. So that's what I'm saying. So, the, so it can be overridden by what? Yeah. What in that case overrides the... I mean, you don't actually struggle with sleeping with other people. You right. don't even struggle. But you acknowledge you're programmed to do so. Yes. So uh, how does that layer work? That you don't even struggle. Yeah. 
I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I put uh, people in place to stop me from doing it, which would be my family. I put my mm-hmm. wife in place, and then we had kids to extra incentivize me to not do something like that that could hurt them or hurt myself with being with them or something. Mm. Right? You should so, explain it to your kids that way, that that's why they're here. <laughs> <laughs> you are so lucky I'm not a slut. You little, I only you little had you to keep me from cheating on your mother. <laughs> yeah, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I, that's you know what, interesting. Though, I'll t- uh, let me say this, though. There's one thing that I will never get tired of. And you know what it is? What is that? Sofi. Sofi. I agree. If you're like most millennials, then you know that you feel guilt because you know you should be investing, yes. but you're not sure where to start. And that is totally reasonable because getting into investing feels like you have to be some stuffy old white man with a big portfolio. Oh, you don't. God. You can go straight in. You can do stocks if you can follow that type of thing, if it's your bag. But you can just get right into crypto, which is something I love about SoFi that they do really well. They created an uh, automated investing all-in-one kind of platform. And you uh, they even have financial advisors who can answer your questions. And so it really is made for millennials to get into investing. And everybody knows you got to do it early so that the stuff compounds. Uh, I've been in the stock market since before I knew it when my grandpa put a few thousand dollars and one for me and it's really enriched my life and understanding of economics and money it's been it's been a really nice thing not to mention i have more money than when it started due to the markets but the uh millennials are super underinvested and 2008 was a painful thing and i know it's scary but sofi makes it super easy anyone can start with as little as just a dollar you can even buy a part of a share of a giant company like amazon or google or disney you can do all that kind of stuff and again they do crypto which i think is cool so sofi invest makes investing simple to get started, and here's how it works. You go to SoFi.com slash badchristian. You create your account. You choose either do it yourself or let SoFi's automated investing thing build your portfolio. You can use stock bits to buy fractional shares. And again, start with a dollar. So you see for yourself how easy it is to go to SoFi.com to start investing with SoFi.com slash badchristian. You can fund your SoFi invest account and receive $25 in a mystery stock. And that's right. It's free. Free stock stock and it's a mystery just for signing up so go to sofi.com slash bad christian to claim your free stock today that's sofi.com slash bad christian sofi lending corp cfl number six zero five four six one two okay now what toby where are we now we're talking about we're discussing self-discipline okay fine now the point of self-discipline maybe though if we're going to try and transition here to another topic, would okay. be, I would say that if you think about it, probably we have the concepts like sin and religion actually function pretty well as helping us stay accountable in a way. It's like a lower, res- it's not you and it's not a personal trainer, but it's more of a universal thing. Like if we list these things as sins that we all don't want to do and we all collectively don't do them, that'll make it easier for us all to not do the things that we all don't want to do. Religion is very actually useful for helping us all not do things we want to do because we do want to rip people's heads off in traffic. We do want to. Yeah. We do want to have sex with other people. We do want to eat everything. I w- if something doesn't stop me, I will. So either I'll stop me, my personal trainer will stop me, my mommy will stop me, my God, my God will stop me, the pr- pastor will stop me, the th- weird looks from the people in my community groups will stop me. I need help. Yeah. 
I still, yeah. I'm still down with that. I mean, that's still where I'm at with that. So at this point, as I've gone farther into thinking about personal responsibility and realizing, my gosh, I don't even know if I'm in control of myself and how much of it am I farming or have I farmed or necessarily so, how much of that have I farmed to religion over time? And, and if so, is that bad? Or how much or what things? I guess that's where I'm at in my, when I talk about post-Christian and moving on from my personal experience, that's where I'm at. I don't, supernatural this and that. Yeah, okay. I still, I'm still spiritual. I still have supernatural feelings. I still think that way. I still have belief in the general way. But the layer of the religion being collective behavioral control for me, I'm almost completely don't think I need that anymore from from it. That's that's what I mean. I don't mean it's bad. And the real question is, fuck yes. Did I need it? Hell yes. Did it save me? Yes. Did it get me here? Yes. Would I have made it here without it? No. No, I don't think so. So that, I, I, I get nervous on the Bad Christian Podcast if people want to say that deconstructed, Matt's not a, I don't know. That's not the way I'm thinking of any of these things. But I am saying, I'm not somebody who's going to, even if I've deconstructed or even if I don't hold to this or that faith, I have to now look at it from some higher level. And I don't mean to sound arrogant about that. I'm not going atheist and I'm not turning from this or that or whatever. But the next layer is, yeah, I think religion and Christianity has been good for me. Now, what what of it am I going to continue on with and keep and what other layers might I need? Right, like it's, That's, it's what do I what else do I also yeah, need in addition to what I have gotten from and needed from Christianity, and I've done a lot of bad things with those yeah. doctrines along the way, but I got to sort that out. I think you're right. Like it kind of sounds like what you're saying is something I've been thinking about too. It's like I I I don't have anger right now or hurt from Christianity. In lots of ways it screwed me up and the system screwed me up and all that stuff, but I still have my faith, and I think I have like some kind of scaffolding or foundation that I built. And now I'd like to add to it is, yeah. is the thing. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't need to get rid of all of it. Some of the stuff I do need to, but you're right. Uh, I haven't thought about it in those terms, but the, the part of Christianity that I award the most against uh, have was that collective, this is group think, this is how you should be as a human. And now I want more ownership of that for myself. And that, that's what even, even with the food right. and stuff like that, the number one goal isn't that everybody came together and Toby lost 30 pounds. That isn't really the goal. The goal would be I'm living healthy and yes. on my terms and I own it. And I go, oh, when I eat this chocolate bar or whatever, this is what is actually happening. And when I worship my God or sin against my God or my friends or whatever, this is what is actually happening. And this is what I want to understand as opposed to, oh, uh, you know, just it, it isn't my ownership. It's my religion or it's my fa- my church or my father's faith or something like that. It, it, at this point, it kind of feels like it should be mine. And if not now, when? Yes. So if you're talking about what you eat and chocolate, you don't say, for instance, everybody knows, every card-carrying evangelical knows, you still don't go to the Bible to see what it says about carbs. They don't, you don't think that. Right. So you can clearly say that the Bible and my religion, of which I care more about than anything in the world, 
does not address this. I have to address this. This is my area of personal responsibility. Yeah. Yes. Chocolate consumption. Now, there may be things in the Bible that are principles that may help, but we don't. The amount of carbs for your physiology and what it means, and is it good or bad or sin? That I mean, we've we've lost the resolution for that to be effective on the individual's metabolism. It probably is true that. You know, you could have global things like we don't want to be gluttonous. Okay. Right. We can all agree to that. So we'll put that in the Bible and use it. And good. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. That's that's actually very nice and good to have that. Yeah. Now, you personally, today, now what? And so if you take that same thing and then just start backing it up, what are the areas that are like that or not? And obviously, there have been shrinking areas with within what is the domain of religion. So we have to face that. We just seem to be really, really, really slow to do so. So I, I do feel that I feel like I've been very slow to admit the flaws in my thinking and where I was relying on religion and systems when I should have been relying on making choices and taking responsibility. That's yeah. And that's the thing to, to sort out. So which things are more like that and which things do still remain in the domain of religion? Do you have a sense about that? Which things are out and which things are still in with religion? It's almost like I'm asking you, in what areas are you still so immature and inability and unable to know how to proceed that you still need to rely on the big, broad, universal, general good things that we've collected over the past few thousand years yeah uh, i mean Where, a lot what of, areas is that still the best way for you to make decisions and i'm not saying none because if you go all the way up the chain from how many carbs you eat it's like what's the meaning of life well i do think that's spiritual so somewhere in between there but it does happen to be the case that for the last two thousand years or whatever since we've had the new testament at least uh it's not been grow the domain of where that is the best resolution tool that we currently have is diminishing and only in one direction. Yeah. Does that does that make sense without saying anything anti God? I don't think I've said anything anti Jesus or God at this point. No, I don't I don't think you have. It's um, just that the domain where it has the best information, you know, nineteen hundred and ninety years ago, it probably did have the best information that was available generally. Right. But that it hasn't gotten any worse, but it hasn't gotten any more updated. So I'm finding that people like me are very slow to update. Now, other people may say I'm quick to update, but I assure you, I've been carrying around baggage of stuff that isn't useful to me because I just didn't deal with it. I was afraid to deal with it. I was preferred not to or it, whatever. So there's still plenty of things that I go, oh, yeah, I guess that doesn't matter, and I don't know why I always thought that mattered so much. Actually, I've got to decide this. That's what it feels like to be, to be yeah. in my position. And that's not saying that, that those, that's, I got here by going through that process. So I also very much resist somebody saying that that's rejecting or saying bad things about Christianity. I'm saying useful to me, but how do I continue to move and grow? Right. Well, I think the thing, too, is we're moving into this new phase where all the big things used to be handled and answered by religion. 
mm-hmm. was that huge sound? What the sky is so big? What are those sparkly things up there? What? Oh no, there's a you know a plague, uh, these massive yeah. things. And now that That's we have more information, right? And so it answered and helped you and made made you feel a little bit more comfort. Uh, and and you had hope that even after this life, because you saw people dying, that mm-hmm. that isn't the end. It but now that we have to some, other people it, too, right? Yes, totally, one hundred percent. You you bond together, you help people, and that's that feels good as well. But now that we have more information, it does seem like that the rules have changed, so that you don't need the religion as much for those big things. And the I think we we are, I am spiritual. I do care. I do have a care about the afterlife, but it's way less important to me now. And when I think about God, I think about in the, in the present and in the moment now and owning that, like, I think that's more beneficial to me than, Oh yeah, one day I'll get to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Like that, that feels not real to me anymore. The, that's the a whole Santa Clausy. Like yes. you don't believe in yeah. heaven though. Like, I mean, cause Santa Claus is a, unfortunately a good analogy in some ways because yeah, no, it's not. I, I still don't like that one. I still had to reject. I've always kind of not been big on Santa because it's so, it strikes me as not. Like, I understand when you tell your kids something like, oh, the sun comes up, like you just reduce it. Say the sun comes up every day because of the, like you make up something to help them memorize things and understand things. But yeah. I don't know. Santa's a little extreme to me. But the, I, it is helpful to have stuff like that. Along yeah, the way. It, yes, it is. And it's fun. And the whole idea of Santa is really neat. And it's fun even for parents. Like, it, what a cool idea that you don't, you're not the one giving the presents, but you are giving the presents. Like, I, mm-hmm. I like that idea in a way. And then as my kids get older, I feel a little bit like it's a lie. And why are they still believing it and all that stuff? But the, but going back to heaven, when, when you are so, the evangelical charismatic church I grew up in was so focused on the afterlife in heaven and getting there and that your sin was only about getting to heaven that it actually felt like it missed the present. And that's what I don't want to do anymore. Like my sin or whatever we call sin is happening in the present and needs to be handled now, not because of my eternal salvation, but because what it actually means to me and the people I'm sinning against. You know what I mean? Like that, that would be, that's way healthier way of looking at it than my faith and all that. And, and it, as a system, the church oftentimes does care about it, you know, your health and your sin and all of that stuff. But that component of that is no matter what, this is really sad to say, but this is probably the heaven thing is and can only be fantasy because there is no fact to it. I have no facts. But there couldn't that, be that, fact to that, it. That, there way. can't be. Yes. So it is only a fantasy thought. Uh, that I have of what could be. Now, I have hope for it even. I have hope for that fantasy to become reality one day, but I have zero chance of figuring that out until I breathe my last breath. So mm-hmm. why am I, Why would I be wasting time on that or uh, being uh, using a lot of my time and thought power and uh, intelligence to focus on that kind of thing? I don't know if I'm off topic now, but the, the whole idea of, of just saying needing the church system less is because we have more information about the now. That's a great way to put it. I need the church system less. That doesn't mean I have to even say anything bad about it. No. Like, I can. I mean, there's plenty yeah. bad to because say. Because there was I a time when you needed will, it way more. You yeah, needed, I needed it way more. To turn. Yes. Needed I was taken yeah. care I of think by need that when now. I did yeah. not understand the world and was had no business right. acting like I did. Like, me at 20, I mean, I didn't, 19, I didn't, I mean, I right. didn't have any ability to navigate what should be done. Right. I just didn't. I mean, and I would have been taken advantage of and things wouldn't, I mean, I, I needed a safe place to be and rules and things to, to understand and move my way right. through. So it makes me feel like now if I feel slow about adding 
meaningful layers on top of things that were right and good. But for me, when I was less mature, then if I'm feeling slow about that, it makes me understand in a general way that whole populations and things are very slow to react to the landscape having changed. And I, I just have this sick kind of feeling since probably the election or 2016 when things have started changing fast that the Christian group is the slowest. Like they're not, I mean, I, I'm not, and it's not like I want them to get on some other train or believe this. It's not that, but I get the feeling now that we talk about Santa Claus, it occurs to me that I feel like most of Christianity today and the Christianity I'm talking about is the kind that's, you know, stuck in these this or that system or, or way of being. It feels like a bunch of late teenagers that still believe in Santa. Yeah. It feels like, wait, you're 14. You Look, I'm not saying Santa's bad, <laughs> and I'm not saying your parents lied to you and are bad people, and wasn't right. that, don't you, and, and Santa's good, right? Like, the principle of that, like, what we're doing here is good, but you're still, like, you were supposed to let that go and continue to add to that. Like, Santa is not something you're supposed to reject. Say, fuck Santa. That's not right. what happens when you understand that why your parents were doing that. Right. Well, you, how about you don't this think, way, fuck too? Fuck them for lying. Santa's bullshit. Right. Fuck you. That's yeah. not how it feels. You just and, grow up. And and you haven't lost your faith in giving or no. loving people or care. Right. Like you, you, you have the foundation. The idea, the real healthy idea of Santa is somebody that would care about the whole world and would want to give a, and, and spend time really caring for the world and give presents and all those things. And that's a, a, a could potentially be a good person to be if you look at it in a healthy way. And so that, that's why I, I love this conversation because I'm not and have never once given up on Jesus but why can't I talk about life and my faith in a real way without in the past? It's always been if you have this conversation that you and I are having right now, it, it actually your faith in God comes into question. And people have challenged me on that and say, and well, tell me I'm not a Christian or I don't believe in God or, or I don't believe in Jesus the yeah, or I'm yeah. against the church yeah. when I'm saying, no, wait a minute. We we went through elementary school and now I've got to add to my education. And there's real I, I'm not I'm no longer going to negate experiential uh, uh life aspects uh, or aspects of my life and just say, oh yeah, but the Bible says this. That's what I used to do that. But that's just going the other way saying, no, 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 you don't need individual answers custom for you and your metabolism. It's true that chocolate is bad for people. That's where we're going to stick to that. Chocolate is bad for people. Right. And you're a person. overeat it. And so we don't, chocolate, bad. Now, it's more complicated than that. Everybody knows. But to be safe... We're going to go with all chocolate is bad for all people and all amounts. Or one chocolate bar per month is the right amount for everybody. And that isn't, as you, you know, like that just, you know, that and then when and then, the other then stuff you have, happens. You don't have any ownership of, of you understanding your relationship with chocolate. <laughs> that's that's right. the problem I have. I don't have any understanding. I haven't spent time understanding my relationship and and the real underlying reasons of this the, yes it, it stems from my childhood and there's all these things and if i did the real work of that which is the same way as doing the real work of why uh don't i help homeless people more or why don't i help somebody in the third world country more why don't i do these things more the the easier answer has always been well are they christians and i don't know them that well and we do the mission trips and i give my tithes so it's all taken care of as opposed to toby has ownership 
and could help and, and understand right. all those things. But I, I, in the past, I haven't done those things. And I'm not saying the people of the church are like that. It's not what the, that once again, I like this conversation if people can hear it clearly, because what I what we are saying is we're not shitting on the church and that it is needed for a certain amount of time, just like for everything people, else. I mean, like, uh, right? Do you still need it? And for right. what? That's all. I'm just asking right. you, and, the listener, do you still need this and what and for what and why? And right. you can have great answers for that. And my answers aren't, I don't need any of that shit. Not my answer. My answer is, I don't know. Yeah, That's what I got to find out. What do I, act, I mean, where are my current limits of what, where I just need to go with the default because it's beyond me. Yeah. I'll take whatever the government says or a teacher or a coach or the Bible or my pastor or whatever. I, yeah. I, at my, if I can f- appropriately find my point of failure where I'm in over my head at that point and at that exact point, I will defer. Yeah. You know right? what? Uh, yes. Yeah. And I would say one thing that uh, people do the work to find it. I think one thing that people need too is to look their best. And that's why I love our sponsor, Hymns. You got it. <laughs> that helps. Because. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. Do you know that? And I once you've not. noticed That's thinning hair, it can be too late. And it, it, So if you're listening out there, is your hairline slowly starting to move a little bit backwards? Is it, are you a little comfortable about it? Are you wait, moving your fingers through your hair saying, there used to be more hair there? I know. I know that uh, I've uh, seen my, my hairline. It seems like it's a little bit more peaked. Lately, I'm in my 40s now, you know, so that's why 4hems.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and sexual well- wellness and health for men. Seriously, there's no snake oils or gas station counter supplements or pills or whatever you see there on the counter at the gas station you go to. It's prescription solutions backed by science. No more awkward in-person visits to the doctor and uh, for hims will connect you with a real doctor online, uh, which could save you hours and completely confidential and discreet. So answer a few quick questions. A doctor will review and then they'll determine if it's right for you. The doctor will let you know because they uh, it's just how easy and simple it is. And uh, they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. And this holiday season Season, let it grow, let it grow, let it grow. Right? Isn't that mm-hmm. what you should do? Got to. So try hymns today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhymns.com slash bad Christian. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash bad Christian. Forhymns.com slash bad Christian. Prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. So see the website for full details and safety information. Remember, that's 4 com slash badchristian. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Toby. So I'm trying to flip my thinking. Instead of saying things like, I understand, and I update fast, I update slow. And, you know, I, I'm trying to put myself in that position. And here's another statement I think is probably true. If you think that those Christians that are like that are the problem, Ah, every right. time I've thought that has been me. Yep. Right? Yep. So yeah. far, every time I've thought, well, the problem's actually those people that do that and give Christianity a bad name, still the problem when I have said those things still was me is the way I look at those things now. Right? Yeah. Is that I mean, it's the, basically it, true? And it's that tribal thing, and and which is funny when that when that tribal uh, 
uh, attitude starts happening within our religion and our faith where, yeah, you know what? They're the problem. I'm a Christian. I'm a real Christian. The other people, right. they aren't. Westboro's and, bad. And those liberals that don't believe right. they're, they're a problem. Right. Those Christians are too liberal. Those Christians are too conservative. Mm-hmm. I mean, what it, whenever you're thinking that it, it's just something negative to make yourself, it's, it is about you. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Or it always has been about me previously. Right. So, right. You can deny that's true about you. Go ahead. Uh, it's not. I'm sure it's not true about you. I'm just talking about me. But the problem now is, and I've said this on the Daily Dose, but I've been really thinking about it since I, since it crossed my mind, is I guess I'll go one further and say I am very prone to religious thinking. It, you know, religious thinking, it, it, you follow it a little bit farther, and I would just say cult is really yeah. the territory where I think if I had to be honest and assess Matt from an outside point of view, I believe that Matt is prone to joining cults and being taken advantage of in that way. That's a, uh, a bad thing to say about yourself. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a good thing. I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard anybody acknowledge they're prone to joining cults. I wonder why you have never heard anybody acknowledge that. You think I it's because nobody's prone to it? Obviously, you think they, it's because it doesn't describe anybody that you've never heard anybody it say describes that? everybody in a certain way. Okay. There's, there's all kinds of cults, different types. Or, or do you think there's lots of people maybe then that know that they're prone to, to joining cults, but they just wouldn't say it on a podcast? Yeah, I mean, it's embarrassing. Because I don't really people. think that either. I think almost nobody thinks that is true about them. You think they're just totally, uh, no, I'm stronger than that. I wouldn't join a cult. I'm not like those It's the people. same. It's the inverse of people that think they would be good if they, but only they, won the lottery. Right. Like, right. I know everybody else is screwed <laughs> up, but I would actually get it right. I wouldn't join a right. cult. Right. That describes everybody who would join a cult. There, I, I bet you can't get anybody, especially people that are prone to joining cults, to admit such. Yeah. People in cults right now would say, not, no, I wouldn't do it. No, I don't. I wouldn't, or, I wouldn't be in a cult. What are y'all talking about? No, or people that are just prone to get near the territory are the very people in a bit that have the inability to access their proneness to such things. But I've been right. through it before, maybe multiple times. And if I look at the future, I have a serious worry that I'm going to join a cult. And I am not joking about that. And I can I can unpack that a bit. Now unpack means unpack sounds. Here's another <laughs> admission. I said the word unpack, which means I'm about to put my spin. On, I'm going to tell you like I'm unpacking something, but really, it's, here comes yeah. my opinion. You know, unpa- as right. if don't look. <laughs> but I do feel that about the 2016 time period, we're in some weird, crazy time now where I just think that people are still being very slow to understand that we're kind of post-religion in a way that like there's big cracks now in the we're post-religion in the sense that the big three is like Google, Facebook, and Twitter uh, yeah. have been are, are failing. And, but I'm talking about, I don't know, Judaism and Christianity and Islam or whatever. Like I think those big categories and maybe you want to tag it at like historically, when you look back, you'd be like, well, there was the Catholic Church, 
eventually came to light that they were molesting children and then that Trump thing. And, uh, you know, pretty much around that time, it was clear that these institutions are not going to blah, 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 blah. And then the human civilization began to change, you know, rapidly at the brown right. this time. So I think that's where we are. I think that the large religions, I wouldn't say, I'm not about here saying they collapsed or ended or anything like that, but clearly with evangelicalism in America and Trump, I mean, maybe that's a leading thing for the rest of the world. Because yeah. again, Mars Hill was kind of a leading thing. It was that. Right. And now here we are with that. And it's it, it seems to me like the religions are going to fail, but our religious selves are not going to ever change. That's what I'm saying. We're about to go into, if you think about the Middle East, I'm way out there now, but if you think about the Middle East, when you take down a dictator and they say there's a power vacuum. Right. That's where we're about. That's where we are. So let me see if I'm understanding you here. Yes. You're, you're saying that we will remain religious, but religion, as far as like something like Christianity, that's fading. But it, yes. but us inherently, our, our religious, uh, Way yes. of living that's our all lives we got. remains. That's that's just what we are. So we'll still be spiritual, but it might be about something. It'll be no, with something oh, else. Spiritual. Or... I'm going to separate too. I'm saying religion. I'm saying right. cults. I'm saying Scientology. I'm saying Mormon. Like these guys made up religions. Like there was yeah. a couple that competed with the big ones over history, right? And then American evangel- evangelicalism. You know, it's it's just a bunch of these people who are trying to take the Jesus thing and then use it for whatever they want to do yeah like, like evangelism evangel american evangelicalism eventually became that that's what i'm saying eventually yes. it was just people the only thing left was and i'm being ob- obnoxious to some degree here i'm simplifying but eventually it just became people who wanted to do their thing and get what they wanted and they utilized christ and christianity to do so and right. almost all that was left eventually was that that's that's bleak right. in a sense, but that's kind yeah, of yeah. true. I mean, that's kind of what's going on. And I mean, and then eventually you had along the way these early pioneers, uh, you know, Joseph Smith or L. Ron Hubbard, who actually took on the giants and were able to come up with a cool little thing that pe- that right. worked for people. But at this point, it's just wide open because the religious yeah. activity that people are participating in now is widespread on a level that you just. It's just hard to imagine, but most of people's behavior is religious behavior with how they interface with anything, politics. Yeah, I kind wokeness, of agree with that for sure. Yes. All activism is like, these are all the beginnings of religions, and some of them are going to make it and some aren't, but it's startup time, baby. It's tech boom. It's go for it. Get you a religion. That's what right. we're doing. That's the pro. That's it's about to happen. Like, they're going to emerge. Like, it's religious behavior, and then eventually, they will have rituals and eventually they will have lore and legend and myth things. They're yeah. starting now as environmental activism. I don't know you name it. The behaviors are religious because we're religious because that's all we got. Cause we don't understand. Well, and, and we still have that almost innate inside of us. This is the thing I've been going back and forth talking like Brett Weinstein and you can, you'll be able to say this better than me. Cause I don't remember the uh, I think he, the word was phenotype or something like that, but he was arguing like with Sam Harris and uh, Richard Dawkins. I mean, they were just it wasn't like a mean argument or anything, but just the idea that he says religion is some kind of evolutionary thing that is inside of us. And so it, it innately we do have that as a part of our survival set. 
our skill set, right? Like the mm, believing, needing that yeah. that thing, whether it be hope or you know, it gives you something to look forward to the future, you know, like a God to help you get through the tough times or whatever those things might be. And so, and I, I think the Dawkins and Harris don't agree with that. They think it's it, it's only detrimental. Okay, but, so let's stop there for a second, and I'll see if I can get on with what you're saying. You're saying extended phenotype. Uh, that's probably it. I think that's okay. what they said. Uh, I th- uh, do you know what phenotype means? No, I thought it was like uh, you know, I'm fiending for something. <laughs> do you know what genotype means? Something about your genes, mm-hmm. inherited gene structure, right. or something like that. Yeah. So a genotype is your chain of DNA as it would read by code. Yeah. You know, CTG, whatever, like just those proteins, amino acids in the chain, whatever the sequence is. Yeah. And the phenotype is whatever happens. So if Toby has a gene, it just has a code, but Toby has blue eyes as a result. The blue eyes are the phenotype. It's just what it's like on the exterior. I see. But the genotype is the thing that's fundamental. It's just the the genes are what replicate and and do all the stuff and and propagate. But the phenotype are the outcomes of such genes and how they interact and then interact with the environment and beyond. And so Richard Dawkins is one of the guys, I think he invented, or I think extended phenotype is his term or his book or whatever. First of all, he gets everything. Well, he's, uh, it's weird how he's treated, I think, because he's treated as this anti-Christian evil person or something like that. And he does, you know, think poorly of Christianity uh, in a way that, I he talks down to Christians with. and thinks they're ignorant. Yeah, at least but I understand. But but on the other hand, he's brilliant and has just been so good at so many things, like like right. this. And I mean, he's he's a, he invented the concept of a meme. He invented yeah. that. Yeah. Like idea is his, and it's it's brilliant the way he thinks about it, and 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 it's just it's just amazing stuff. Uh, but extended phenotype is things that go beyond your blue eyes. Like an extended phenotype might be a bird, a beaver builds a dam or a bird builds a nest. It's in their, because of their genes, an external thing happens. So why is that any different than your hair color, your muscles or whatever? It's just, it's something because of your genes, you're going to do it. You're going to build a dam. It it is in the, the, the genes somehow give rise to beavers building dams, right? Yeah. That makes, so that makes so you just say that's an another external consequence of the genetics that yeah prob- if you took beavers and put them on another planet and they didn't get to teach one another that would still emerge as a ultimately a result of what the genetic code says yeah so he says extended phenotype but I do think he disagrees somewhere with Brett on that I'm not really sure I don't know what you were I listening to does. but I think Brett Weinstein goes farther and says that religion is an extended extended phenotype and Dawkins does not is my yeah, I, understanding yeah I, I was thinking that the way that the way it, I comprehended it was just that they're talking about that they yes Dawkins does not think that it is uh a evolutionarily ev- an evolutionary uh way of progressing in the world uh, I guess and oh he sees it like that's what it is Richard Dawkins thinks religion is a negative on us and Brett Weinstein yes. is be saying it's an advantage that has gotten us here right yes yeah. so I'm actually inclined to disagree with Dawkins on that at that point too. But I mean, yeah. just off the top of my head, I, I'm sure if he explained it to me, I'd probably agree with him. But yeah, I mean, he's, I, but I think yeah. that that's if you're going to go at all that direction, that's what I was probably have been saying. Now that you mentioned it, the first half of this episode is 
wow, how adaptive religion has been for me. I've yeah. found it a, pos- a net positive and adaptive for me, even to put on some of the stuff that I think now is bullshit. I don't know. I guess I just needed it at the time. Still. Right. So I still don't mm. crash on myself for that. <laughs> so yeah. I think that it is like, and it bonds us together. So I, I, without looking at the science or anything or being argued with, it seems that I'm trying to make the argument. I think religion is adaptive and helpful, even in, in my yeah. life. Yeah. I, one of the hardest things too, man, uh, is to find good people to hire. <laughs> Talk about sorting what out a hard transition to do. there, and the, and and the answer there. I don't know if this is a phenotype or not. The evolutionary happened, but I'm talking about ZipRecruiter, my friend. Definitely, everybody knows that hiring is challenging. Seriously, but there is one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart, and growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a new game artist to grow with her education tech company. But then she switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. And you can, too, by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. ZipRecruiter doesn't, doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. And by using ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter candidates, Gretchen found it easier to focus on the best ones. Then find the right one. In fact, after posting her job on ZipRecruiter, Gretchen said she was honestly surprised she found uh, qualified applicants so quickly and hired a new game artist artist in less than two weeks. With results like that, it is no wonder why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get quality candidates within the first day. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. That's ZipRecruiter.com, B-A-D-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. So let me make sure I've said it clearly. Tell me if you've heard something different. But I do not think churches are cults. I don't. No, I'm not claiming. I do not, I do not think that either. I'm not yeah. claiming every church is a cult or Christianity is a cult. Not what I'm saying, but I am saying that for me, Mars Hill was close to a cult. I really think it's cult-like. For instance, that's what I'm referring to at, at baseline. And the way that that felt to me was there's the way that everybody else. There's a way that everybody else interfaces with religion that I always saw, which is like, well, yeah, I'm a guy. I live here. I'm in this country. I'm American. I'm Christian. I go on Sunday. It's just an attribute of their whole life. That was never acceptable to me when I was a little kid and saw people saying that they're talking about the ultimate things of reality when I'm eight at my church. I'm thinking, bullshit. You don't believe this. (laughs) You just do this. I mean, it was so clear to me that nobody believed it. Uh, Yeah. I'm the kind of person who was very focused on f- fundamental things or things of physics and science and outer space and like deep things. And I thought science was probably more like it. Then I had a religious experience of all things and said, holy shit, the religious people were right. But they didn't believe, but th- these people don't even seem to get it. They're not religious enough. They don't yeah. know that there's real truth and real answers that can guide your life here. And so regular church didn't, wasn't, hardcore enough for me and then i bumped into mark driscoll and mars hill it was like yes this can answer everything for your life you'll go to our community group the jesus this way will transform you from the inside out and every single thing about your life will be about this thing i'm like okay 
that right. takes that takes a Matt Carter that's twenty years old and goes, yeah. I'm going to get awesome at this and figure it out. Now, this is going to be hard and take a lot of work, but it sounds like the truth is really here. I've had that spiritual experience. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. This guy seems to know stuff. These All these other people are so terrific, and they know stuff, and we're going to change things and improve everything for everybody, and I'm going to get to know things. We should do this. It's In fact, it's the only right thing to do. Yeah, it, well, that, that whole idea there, too, is that it, it, it does give you answers, and it's so strong, and it does feel fresh in a way, even though it's the it's a new take on, you know, it's a new fresh paint job on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so with Mars Hill, it felt like, oh, this is, is a is men and masculinity and they care about God and the world and all that stuff. And so stuff like that is easy to fall into. But it, it, I don't think I mean, it offered me a lot. That, right. It offered you a lot. And they didn't I, no cult thinks they're a cult either i don't think yeah, you know maybe. what i mean like, I, I don't think, think often they, not yeah i think it's just deluded people that I, I get mean, down or, paths it might know, um, or maybe they recognize it later but in the beginning i think it is to help people a cult sure. the idea of it is to is to be helpful to people but yes the the that's why the idea of church and maybe even politics and capitalism or or, or social whatever you want to do the ideas of it could be Good. Well, yeah. It's just once it starts going down the road, that's when it starts turning into that. Oh, this is where it gets bad. Yes. So and cult. And, and but what I was going to say about that though is what we're talking about here. You have to at cer- a certain point go. Wait a minute. Oh, here, there is some bad stuff here, and that's where it's it's really slow for people like me or you or Christians maybe w- to pull that out. Wait a minute. I just thought I was. I could just blindly believe all this. No, yeah. I can't. Right. So you get the cognitive dissonance at some point, but anything that exists that's good, there's a possibility of cult of that, right? Yes. You can go yeah, yeah. cult of yeah. and, and fill in the blank with anything great. Yeah. It's, all, it's, a, it's a manner of human behavior that just is, can, can, can be that. When you put something, it's, it's, it's idol worship, if you want to actually put it in, in Christian terms. It's just you're going to worship yeah. something, and then you're going to think it's your thing. And that'll turn into a cult some way, and you'll think you're yeah. the great person for leading it, and you'll never think it's a cult. That's just what it, it just it'll be right. just reality right. to you. But to others, it may seem like a cult, and they're probably right, <laughs> you know. But yeah. um, but that was what made me always feel so weird when I worked at Mars Hill. Every, there were so many people in the newspapers and the Seattle Times and all that stuff that would would say Mars Hill was a cult, and I was like, fools. Fools, they the devil's know. got them. Yeah, you know I mean? they don't understand. This is we're only doing blind good here. It. Yeah, not following somebody. You're the blind one, not me. Yeah, right, right, exactly. But so what happens there's interesting, and it's uh, like everybody deals with it differently. But it, so some people are the slow people, and for slow people like me. It's okay. Some people dig their heels in. That's one approach. Like, as we've gotten to this yeah. point, there are many, of course, people that are just going to dig their heels in. The people that have the most tribal impulses or most to lose, they're just not going to see anything wrong with what they're doing or even admit that part of it. And they're just going to dig their heels in. That's one strategy. The next yeah. one, I would say, is people that just kind of go numb and fuzzy. Like, I don't want to look there. I'm just going to keep on right. keeping on. I'm not asking any questions. I'm not looking for trouble. Let's not. Let's not rock the boat here. This has been working. Can't we just not mess with this? Right. I understand that. You just kind of go numb. Like, yeah, there must be something, but how could I know it? I don't know. Whatever that is. Some people go right. insane once they wake up and then they reject the religion or that they think they're in and just go find another one immediately. Like a 
super woke activist that was a super big evangelical last week. Those types, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, but yeah. that's a religion, whatever you go to. It's just a replacement religion. And then you're super anti the religion you were just in. That's pretty obvious. But that's how some people do. Right. They just replace it with <laughs> yeah. an even more fervent thing. And then, right. and some people just, you know, just make it, just like are able to take their own mind and warp it and say, ignore things and just like, you know, get super distorted point of views that aren't even based in reality, but work for that individual. That seems to happen sometimes too. I think pastors are often like that. Like they just, they know what they know so much that the other stuff will warp around. It just winds up warping around it and they're not, they're just kind of oblivious to the state of things. I think that is another way that people deal with it. Um, and so what, who am I? Like, what am I do? How, how, who are the bad Christian listeners? Where are they? And what am I going to do now? If this is all true that I think is true. Yeah. That I, and that's where I guess this will be the next part of some type of journey for me. I guess we'll do it on the podcast or not, but I'm pretty interested in religious behavior still is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's still no. very fascinating and not going anywhere. But our religions and our ch- types of current churches and things, I, I suppose, are collapsing. Yeah. I mean, it seems that way. Yeah, the, I think this whole thing—you're right. And even what you just said a, a minute or two ago, just about you—you you trade in one thing for the next thing. That's the thing that is a little scary to me. And and I think that's why I felt even with this podcast and and changing, like we like I, I've said this before. People have all written me a bunch about. How, you know, I don't know how long it's been a year or so ago. I said I wasn't going to talk about church anymore. And, and what I meant by that was something like I had worked at Seacoast, but I was talking shit and we were talking shit about like elevation, Stephen Furtick. And I, it was literally just some kind of tribalism thing where I, why wasn't I saying similar things about Seacoast just because I had some loyalty or, you know, was worried about the jobs and all of those things like it. I, did, I didn't like the way I was presenting it, and so that's what I meant. I didn't want to talk and just move on to the next thing and or think that my thing is right. Like, I, I'm going to shit on this thing, but mine is the is the mm-hmm. right one. I don't want to talk about church like that or be like that, and I don't want to just trade my faith in God for the next thing. That's not what I want to do. But going back to us talking about you know uh, the phenotypes and stuff like that, it there is something inherent in I feel like in me that won't ever give up on, on Jesus maybe, or at least the idea of God or needing that, that bigger figure in my life or something more knowing than me. But I did think the real fear, especially when I was being, when I was growing up was that science would change everything uh-huh. and went out. Yeah. Like that's what I, everybody said. You go there and they, they're trying to teach you evolution. When, once yeah. you learn it and it'll steal it from me, all that stuff. But I, it feels like we, we are more religious than ever before. Like, I mean, it, I thought science would win out, but instead, it, like religious attitudes infiltrated yeah. into the liberal left. If you want to, yeah, you know, like, that's right. Like, I think you're saying like that the, right. It, I thought it, it's not just that the religious right are these goofballs that believe in some, you know, spaghetti God, you know, spaghetti monster or whatever God. It like all of a sudden now, facts don't matter and feelings and thoughts and the, the spiritualness of mm-hmm. the human existence matters more than facts. And now we, we I mean, that's right. we don't, 
we're losing definitions of things, which it might, it could even be okay, but without even real data to back stuff up. Like we don't have real data to back up some of the things we're saying or doing or calling people or not calling people or uh, what, what they are supposed to do with their life or how we are intruding upon them. Like we don't have real data on any of this stuff. And it really is feels like religion. Like it's uh, religious behavior is dominating society yes. currently with the collapse of the like institutions. A lot of what I read on Twitter yeah. is that right. a lot of what I read on Twitter is very religious. Right. Now they're not saying Jesus. They're, they, they, they got a different God or religion, but it, it's the same process. Yes. That's what's so bizarre to me. I thought I would be really one over. I, I was scared, you know, dumb idiot and growing up in Greer, South Carolina, that science would be real bad because it was smart and they would show me that we did, that God didn't exist, but that never ended up happening. And everybody just went more religious. Yes. So everybody is more religious now. They're behaving more religiously. So that's like the power vacuum, though. In fact, it's ramping up, it appears. Because you used to have your Sunday compartmentalized thing that was part of your just community life. That was manageable. But now everything is whatever you believe somebody gets to exist or not. Like the stakes are as high as they can be because there's much power to grab. So we're in a power vacuum. And it won't stay that. It doesn't stay that way. So religion's still the dominant force. So here come the religions. But it's like startups now. Everybody can get a Squarespace site and have a religion. You don't have to be a mega institution. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to build the you, Carnegie. You know. Oh, you're you right. You don't have to be right. Rockefeller yeah. to, to 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 make a startup these days, right? You right. just get a website right. and you start a startup. You start a podcast yeah. and you have a religion. Just do it. Yeah. Be the Proud Boys. So be a, a religion with this lore of their founder one day, and they're just out right. out there in society being the Proud Boys. It's a religion. And it's a small one, yeah. but they're all small, and there's millions of them, and everybody's in one or two. And those groups can't talk to each other. I mean, we're probably headed to somewhere like that. Yeah. It's, they'll be, I mean, the it, religions will be the best description of them. Science yeah. will not. Yeah. Science will not compete. It's just like a... Yeah, there's going to be like a, a hundred thousand denominations of stuff, right? Or so, you know what I mean? Like it's just going to be this, and well, we do it this way, and this is probably the right way, or you know, the same way as that's what's so bizarre about it. It's just people are people, and you think, oh, those Christians or those non Christians are so bad, but you're just like them. I, well, I'm this too, and that's what we're saying here. Like you and I might be in one of those. I'm one day. very Everybody worried about it. I'm not yeah. not worried about it. I'm looking at things. I'm labeling them as cults that I hope not to join. That's what I'm actually doing. I'll do a few for you here. <laughs> oh man, you got some already? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I know. I know exactly what one you should go into. I'll tell you. Um, but oh god, so I probably I'm not in the, it. I the hope. things that we're talking already. about with religion are. I mean, they're not going to look like. They may not call themselves religion, but you know what I'm talking yeah. about at this point. Just right, the right. behaviors that are that way about this type of thing that offer you these things. So you call it religion or whatever. But yeah. Uh, and so maybe groups like their ideological, any ideological group could emerge as that. Obviously, people would take Donald Trump as a savior versus their local pastor. Which one's stronger and offers you more? I'll take right. Trump. That's yes. fine. Like he, he just gives you more of what you wanted. So that's that. So yep. that's religious. Um, another. Now, I'm prone to cults. Cults are systems of detailed information that promise answers that you think you can get to. That's my weakness. Yeah. I know there's answers. I've had spiritual experience. I know there's something. I've got to find out how to get there. That's me. That is what I think. Yeah. Is it Jesus? Is it Calvinism? 
Is it? And then we can fill in the blanks of other things I'm interested in. But that's the way that I will be interested in the things I'm interested in. So one right. of them is obviously technology itself. There are people that work with Neil Bostrom at the Artificial Intelligence Institute that are convinced that all there is coming is a singularity and everything is to prepare for that. Right. That makes a lot of sense to me. It also sounds like a cult. Right? Yeah. I mean, why yeah. wouldn't you put all your effort into that? We're clearly headed toward that. Like, why wouldn't I put all things into transhumanism as a cult? Why not? That's what I think. Yeah. But don't join that cult is what I'm telling myself. <laughs> it might not be that way, but how could it not be? It seems so obvious <laughs> to me right now that that's what we're going to do. Merge with the machines and create meaning for and populate the cosmos. Well, co- clearly we're going to do that. I want to get on that. Yeah. That, that's what I want. Yeah, it's the most enticing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's meaning. The most it's, probable, maybe even. Everything. It's everything I want and what I think is going to happen. So should I not participate? How, if so, how right. much? Casually. Why casually if it's important? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a cult. But, I don't, oh, but, but, but how do you... But what's the fear and the danger of that? Like if that, if they, if it, and especially if it's inevitable. Well, maybe it's just what's nonsense and, and a waste you, of my life, get, or maybe it hurts people, yeah. or maybe they, it's like 12 yes. monkeys and we eventually have to bomb people like the Unabomber for our, where I don't know where right. it leads me. Maybe right. the you Unabomber was people. right and he just didn't have a good enough method to, you know, it's like yeah. he just did, you know, the bombing thing was wrong, but maybe he was right. Like maybe if you yeah. believed what he believed, you would have done that too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the insidious part behind the cult is that the goal of the cult is to keep the cult moving and maybe the leader mm-hmm. or whatever. But so you don't know until you get in there and then nothing might be off limits. Like your pain isn't off limits mm-hmm. to help the cult keep moving. Do you know what or cult other people's pains? You should join. Oh, God. Your cult is, and I probably could gonna join this one too at some point, but it's probably psychedelics. <laughs> Is a cult because I mean think about it like it's well, this I have whole a confession. Well, <laughs> I've been a member for quite a while. No, now. but I mean for real. I mean <laughs> actually joking, like I'm there's joking. meaning. There's something there that on the other side of those real experiences oh, that people have that yes. transcend science. So I'm gonna blast right through. Yeah. I'm not trading Christianity for science. No, that's gar- science. Come on, science is the same as religion. It's a limited system that's useful for as good as it's useful for. But the places we're all headed is way past science. All the people that have been doing science like Newton and Einstein and people like that, they were after fundamental truth and they just were doing science because that was the best access. But we're going to consciousness and the beyond now, right? That won't be science. So the the people that have the same drives as Einstein or me are going to go (laughs) – you like how I lump myself with Einstein. I'm just saying people that think about like like what is the real – what could be there? How does this work fundamentally to the deepest of the deep? Like physicists that are obsessed with the fundamental laws or unified theory, they're trying to really get at the fabric of reality. And in some ways, so am I and so are you, right? That's on the spectrum of people that are looking for what is the fabric of reality – you're on the side of looking for it, right? Oh, yes. And many 100%. people are not yeah. on that side. <laughs> so right. I seek that. And so psychedelics Scared have some promise there. Or consciousness, like studying consciousness. Like you're going to see people that you would have thought were in science going to things that science is going to go, but that ain't us. 
that's what you will see. Right. The, the most curious, driven people will have to go beyond science. So even science isn't like the thing. It just happens to have offered more answers than the Bible since the Bible was useful. It was useful. Right. It is useful. So is science. But we'll be post that, and we may we already right. we may already be. But that's a good way of looking at it. That's what I'm saying. Like that, maybe science and the Bible. Right. Let's just take the Bible. What was a phenomenally advanced, the, awesome tool? The only right? and best the possible what, scenario what, what, was having the Bible what, and having science. What a great, what a great Nothing tool. It's necessary. All, like all other tools, you update tools. We're going you get past new that. tools. You add, you yeah. add to your toolbox, We're adding. and you get more and more and more. And so, science, what a great tool for understanding this world and our life and all these things. And it's still going. None of this is over yet, but right. it's progressing to the next thing, which you'll add to it. But if if these two things, if something like religion and science, have been this powerful and all consuming in some ways, the next thing will just be completely. You'll you'll just give yourself to it. That's right? what I'm saying. What, what I'm shopping yeah. right now. I know. Yeah, but is it inevitable? Is my point? Is yeah, my question. I think it is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what <laughs> oh, I'm saying. And I'll give you the other out too, because again, everybody's not interested in the fabric of reality. But those are two areas that I mean, you could pick environmental stuff and just say that's a religion right. and cult. I mean, there's no end of like there. Of course, that's reasonable. Right. Like I'll do everything I can to help people and save the planet. Mm, okay. Why is that bad? Yeah. Like, of course. And if the planet's going to be eliminated, then you'll be doing joining the right cult, I guess. I don't know. If that's what you think, then how would you not put all put your all right. into it? I don't know. But this is just it's just kind of the way the way the way it is. But the I think the psychedelic thing is some kind of promise of that, and it might be real, and we might have to go there. I don't know. Yeah. But the uh, so the people that are not interested in having the boat rocked, I'm I like having the boat rocked. I'm I'm down to go really try to find something out. But that'll lead me astray. The other type. So so okay. If you think science versus Christianity is the thing, then you're thinking it'll be all settled once we eventually decide Republicans or Democrats. Like get out of here. Like right. nonsense. Neither neither thing's the thing. It's not the Republicans are salvation or Democrats are salvation. Get out of here. Yeah. It's it's not science or the Bible. That's that's get out of here. Those are fine things that I like. I love both of them actually. Big right. big. I'm real big on the, both of those. Extremely important to our life. I'm I'm currently still big on Jesus and science. Uh, however, yeah. those are not the dividing lines. I just I don't see it right. that way. Um, and, and it won't be one or the other that wins something. <laughs> it just right. won't be like right. that. Um, and so the other one is people that are not trying to rock the boat. Now, non-boat rockers, I think, are uh, <laughs> prone to uh, – once, once they don't have religious systems to adhere to or as they begin yeah. to leave them, I think the mentally less healthy thing – oh, I don't know. I'm just say, speaking from my point of view. But you've got to choose. You're either cult or conspiracy theory person. They it both exist to replace religion or capitalize on that element of human, uh, just the way humans are built, human behavior, human yeah. tendency. So conspiracy is the other one. And conspiracy allows you to maintain something, I would say. Not find out something. What? 
conspiracy. What do you mean? Oh, keep the keep your thing going. Yeah. Conspiracy is these really entertaining ways of feeling like you have some control with things the way they are, but you know something other people don't know, and it feels safe right. and comfortable to you. And since things are getting super uncertain, and you we might actually be able to find out some fucked up shit about our government. And then the easiest ways to go, yeah, like nine eleven truther and World Bank and blah 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 blah. Right. Like that's that's. Let, let me at least find something that I can deal with or understand or keeps me off the hook. You know, th- that's a way of avoiding finding out what's real. Is conspiracy theories, in my opinion. They're also a way of expressing you you expressing yourself and saying I'm sick of the bullshit and I know I'm being lied to. So I understand why they're attractive. Like, I'm not yeah. knocking. I'm not saying those people are stupid and I'm smart. I'm the cult member, so I'm no better than right. you. That's how I deal with it. But you would have to say that people are probably given more to one or the other is what I'm thinking. Well, they still are very similar. I think a person that uh, believes in conspiracy theories wholeheartedly is creating a fantasy where mm-hmm. – uh, and they all oftentimes use the same words. I see them on TikTok all the time. They use the word they – they will do this and they like the it's always this big thing that's bigger than everybody and it will it's more powerful than which is almost like a god you create this thing this entity that is bigger stronger smarter more equipped more resources more money everything than you and so all you can do is just know say that you know they exist yeah well conspiracy theories have all the stuff that the religious stuff does where it's like there's certainty on all this stuff and you can make it up but at least you can be certain about the thing you make up like, right. no, nope, I'm sorry. Yeah. Jesus did this, that and that's like why God, there's no though? hell, because he said that, and right. that's how this works, and that equals that. So that's why I know, and I can rest at night, because I know that 9-11 was this because it was George Bush, because that's actually how it works. And the guy next to you go, oh, yeah, well, I'm certain, because I think differently than you, but I know I'm certain about it. So it offers you some kind of, like, certainty, right. whereas the cult thing is different. And there's, But I think fundamentally people should have to identify if they're just going to keep their religion, or if they're cult-prone or conspiracy-prone or both or some combination. But those are the type of questions I think you must ask yourself as you proceed forward into new things that you think are interesting or important for some reason. (laughs) I do hope that this opens up a door to deeper, more fulfilling, real questions and, and discussion about God. That's the thing that has been just so stagnant and has been so frustrating in my life where you can't even fucking get past. Yes, I believe in God. Now let me have some, let me talk in a real way. Like that's the thing that's been, is just so exhausting. Like I cannot think about my God because I'm ha- in the past I've had to defend my language mm-hmm. or, you know, and all the like things that can not matter about the, the bigger, deeper questions. And I'm hoping that this maybe w- could open up a door to that. But the danger there is maybe it will and we will just fall into the next thing. Mm-hmm. The, the moving past uh, uh, bad words. And our sex lives, we'll get past that and right into the next thing, which maybe is more dangerous to the world and ourselves. But I don't but know. you know what somebody like me believes deep down? The cynic, the skeptic. What? This is true. In <laughs> I believe in the underdog. I believe in the long shot. I believe in going for it on fourth down. I believe the essence of human and something I know is, but there's a chance. <laughs> but you're telling me there's a yes, chance. Yes, that's our. That's why I'm here to try. I yeah. know it. You know, so maybe it's true that this is all part of the story because eventually humanity does find the something or the thing. 
Yeah. Just not yet. Like, we all seem to be driven. Maybe there's a reason. We just hadn't figured it out yet. Maybe eventually yeah. the, there's a, a right thing that we'll get. There may be a destination here. I know. I think I found it, but I don't, I've been scared to tell y'all. Okay, tell me. Where, Colt, you've been shopping? No, it's not a Colt. I found out everything. You're just a megabyte in a computer. That's possible. I mean, that, and that's it. I, I think simulations are very possible. I wouldn't rule it out, but I wouldn't. Just a megabyte. You're not even a gigabyte. You're saying. You thought you were smart. You're not. You're saying all of me can be compressed into a megabyte of data. Yeah, and I'm I'm being generous. <laughs> That's funny. But you know what can't be compressed in a megabyte is the BC Club. Those fuckers are real. They're real. I don't care what simulation. It ain't no simulation, the BC Clubbers. No, no one would be absurd enough to write us. such a ridiculous simulation is how you know. Yeah. There would clearly <laughs> be no absurd point to such. Right. The, the BC Club proves that God is real. Nothing, uh, you know. That, simulation my nothing, ass. Yes. Good luck coming nobody, up with fiction like these could write that. Good Lord. So if you're not in the BC Club, you get uh, you should join because there's great people in there. And uh, we do extra episodes, the Daily Dose episodes, and all kinds of good things. We're talking today about uh, doing a special Christmas event, maybe. And there's going to be more details about that just for the BC Clubbers. So if you're not in the BC Club, why not join now for Christmas? Treat yourself to a bunch of fun people and an awesome uh, cult. All right, let me tell you right. some of the people in the cult. Some of the people in this cult are called Jack Belden, uh, Jeremy Meeks, James Gibson, and Jennifer James. Welcome, you guys. We will uh, be giving you your robes. These these uh, four names are We got robes for them, Reva. Is that right? Um, and then we got to do the water bell uh, ceremony for them yeah, the ceremony. Uh, later. So, yeah. The, so if you haven't joined the BC Club, join yeah, it. Yeah, I do want to apologize for, so far, we've been really slack on the rituals. Yeah, we've, we've been done so the bad group cohesion that. and common enemies. We've done that kind of thing, but the, yeah, we haven't. We've been we're really supposed to do the walk on the, the coal department. thing, the hot coals. We didn't do the walking on the hot coals recently. Uh, the throwing of the knives and trusting that you'll be, you know, it won't hit you. That we haven't done any of those. So not yet. We'll get there. But we are happy to announce uh, the name change of this podcast. Uh, it's the Bad Cult Podcast. Big cult, beyond cult. Best cult. Best cult pod. BC pod. What's worse if you say C-U-L-T or C-U-N-T? <laughs> What's worse? I, I, would you would you rather be in a cult or be called? I love being in both. <laughs> oh, God, man. I like it. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. It just signed me up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>